Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans. As we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. It's a brand new year, it's a brand new decade, but unfortunately it's still the same old Everton. I'm Ian Crawl and I'm joined by Rob Astle and Ben Crawford as we sit down to assess and analyse the fiasco that was Sunday afternoon's Merseyside Derby defeat in the first View from the Gladys Street Fan podcast of the year. Everton succumbed to yet another embarrassing Anfield Derby defeat, this time in the FA Cup and this time against the Liverpool team who fielded players who weren't even born the last time Everton won at Anfield. It may be a hard listen, but please stay with us for the duration of the podcast as we've got a lot to get through. And I know Rob and Ben are keen to get their opinions across, which also may include a rant or two. Just a reminder before we get going, this is an Everton fan show and anyone listening in is more than welcome to come on and share their views and opinions on the view from the Gallery podcast. To do so, just get in touch with me on Twitter. My handle is at IanCroll1. And I will be able to provide you with some information. Lads, Ben, Rob, stupid question, but how is the mood following yesterday? Numb. That's the word I'm going with. Numb. Deflated. Oh, it's cool. Again. Yeah. <coughs> That's all it is. I, I, like I spoke to you last night after the game, I was angry for a bit, but just like... I wasn't angry, I just, I wasn't surprised, that's what worried me the most. I wasn't surprised, I was just normal, I was like, here we go, it again. Just, it just reaffirmed that I don't care one iota about a single player in that team. Hmm. They don't deserve to be cared about. Well, They don't care about us. <laughs> it's going to be tough to talk about because, you know, you use words like deflated and we, we are deflated, aren't we, at the end of the day? Like, to be honest, as soon as that team, Liverpool team, was announced, I was like... Not that I didn't want us to to win the game, it's, it's just a silly thing to say. I did, but we were in a no win situation with Klopp's lineup. Where we, I was just anxious when I saw that lineup. Well, what I was. it was, the, it was a bit of a big talking point to be honest. In the week, mm. like leading up to the game, what team are Liverpool <coughs> going to field? And the more and more, you know, the days went on, it, it was it was highly likely that Klopp was going to field, you know, a young and experienced team. And the team that he did field, uh, Ben was was definitely a weakened team, wasn't it? Um, yeah. What what did you think when when that lineup came in? Uh, well, I was expecting it because you know, as I've said before, my girlfriend's a Liverpool fan, so she was on Twitter all that morning, sort of saying, "Oh, this is going to be the team. These are going to be the subs." And it didn't matter one iota to me. It it doesn't matter for me, and this is the problem. It doesn't matter to me what team Liverpool put out at Anfield. There is something. There's a mental block or everything. As soon as that team got announced. I did not think, oh, it's all right, we should be comfortably winning that. I thought, right, I'll take a replay. All week, it's all said is, I don't care what happens, how we play, just take a replay. Because no matter what team they put out, we just don't do it at Anfield. You know, I've seen Everton go to Anfield with better teams than Liverpool on the day, on the season, everything. And it doesn't matter at all. We've had different managers, completely different players, different kinds of players in dressing rooms as well in my sort of lifetime. And I've never seen us do anything at Anfield of any worth, really. So 
it, that's the worry. The, the reason I feel so numb is because I just kind of expected it. As soon as it, the first half was okay, we played quite well, but then second half, the atmosphere in the away and completely went. It was almost as if the, inev- the inevitable was ready to happen and I wasn't surprised seeing an 18-year-old score that goal for Liverpool, but it's just, that's the problem is it's becoming the norm for us now. As soon as that team was announced, the pressure, Klopp played the blinder. I said that before. Klopp, he, the Klopp played the blinder, it put, because it put the pressure on Everton, an Everton team which haven't won there since 1999. Regardless of who they're playing, whether it be a full-strength Liverpool team or a weakened Liverpool team, or the kids is what they had out yesterday. But I feel like I'm making an excuse for them there. There isn't at the end of the day, that was a we had a team of I think I think it was nine full internationals playing yesterday. There was no excuse whatsoever for not winning that game. Whether it you could have played it could have been anyone you in front of there, but that team, what we had out yesterday, you should beat a team of kids. I appreciate the ad um Adrian and goal. They had a mixture, didn't they? I mean, Gomez plays. The other Igi, they had Lallana and they had, uh, you know, like you said there, they had Gomez. But Milner started the game, albeit Liverpool probably looked better when he went off the pitch. Off. I, I know, yes. But, you know, I feel like I'm making excuses for them and that they don't deserve that at the end of the day. And it, Someone mentioned yesterday on Twitter and I tweeted the other day about a sports psychologist bringing one in so you get over this block. The, the problem's not that, it isn't that. The problem is there's players there who just, they're not asked. The attitude, they? they don't care. They're not bothered. They don't. But those players haven't been there 10 years ago, yeah, are they? They haven't been there 15 years ago when we but, still couldn't But they've win. been there long enough to stink the place out. But is it just is it just a, a case of attitude? Surely it's I think it is. I think, well. I mean, I, I, think, I, think, say, I think there's a, a few players yesterday who could probably come out of that. Not with the red held eye as such, but you know, but more they weren't bad. I didn't. I thought Calvert Lewin tried his best. I thought Richarlison tried tried his best. But for me, the battle was lost in midfield. And if the battle's lost in midfield, that puts your defence under pressure, and it cuts your supply line off to your to your, to your forwards. So Calvert Lewin and Richarlison are starved in the second half because you've got Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson don't even know what they were trying to trying to achieve. And then you got Walcott being you know, I praised him earlier on the season and he's just he resorted back to type yesterday afternoon. And that's where the battle was lost. And you can play against anyone, but if you lose that midfield battle, you're putting yourself under pressure. And Morgan Snyderland, you know, people have been on this podcast and people have defended them left, right and centre. And yesterday again he proved my point. He's a waste of space. And the problem is now is it's it's not with Ancelotti, it's not with with Marcel Brands, it's not with the club have sort of got like a like almost like a the right pieces in place, but what they've got to get past is that squad of a mishmash of four or five different managers, and to be honest with you, barring about five of them, I put them all up all up for sale and start again. They're all because they're, they're either championship quality, or they're just not bothered. Or and, finished, or they're finished. Like Sigurdsson, he's finished now. He's he? finished, and but has Sigurdsson ever ever really done anything of note at Everton to even say he was started? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's 
I thought he was okay last season, and I think he was okay in his first season as well. I don't think he's... I just don't think the way we want to play now suits him. And I think that, as well as the fact that he can't play, obviously, as a deep-line midfielder, I think that means he's now surplus to requirements. That's the bottom. That's, that's the end. So I don't think he's a shocking football as a footballer. He's not a shocking footballer. Could he? St- you know, I don't look at him and go, "He's got to drop down to the championship." He could get in another Premier League team, but he doesn't fit what we want. And the fans clearly aren't, be- aren't behind him now. So the full stop. He's, he's surplus to requirements now. Uh, he's not been that bad the last couple of years, but that's you draw a line under it now, and you try and get wherever you can for him. Well, we'll come on to individual performances, but Ben, for you, you know, looking at the, you know, the cliche of. Um, we should win that game on paper. Why didn't we win that game? What, what you, you know, you've obviously mentioned a few things there, but why, why didn't we actually win that game? Um, basically, I'm just going to allude to exactly what Rob said. Then it was the supply line to the strikers and the cover for the defence. The two midfielders that we had in that game offered absolutely nothing. Uh, don't get me wrong if you're struggling because we've got injuries as we have and you have two holding midfielders okay yeah they're not going to bomb four but they weren't sitting in front of the defence defending the back four and they weren't getting the ball forward so I think the problem we found ourselves in what we noticed was first half we weren't playing out from the back as much I don't think first half we were letting Jordan Pickford launch it up to Calvert-Lewin but then it Ancelotti's obviously noticed for me at our time that as soon as Calvert-Lewin wins the ball unless the ball lands at Richarlison's feet there's nobody at all up with him because the two midfielders are still jogging up the pitch to try and support so there's, if there's no support from the midfield it's difficult for Calvert-Lewin to hold the ball up and then lay it off so then maybe Ancelotti's gone out second half to think can we build from the back and that just worked disastrously for me watching them time after time play out from the back and put our players under pressure that's where we lost the game because do you know what you're saying there about playing off in the back though for me the biggest culprit who's the worst at it is Jordan Pickford I don't think he I don't because, and the reason I say it is is that he'll play it out but he always seems to me he always seems to play a man into trouble he won't play the sensible ball he always tries these stupid little chips these stupid little dinks over the top and things to, to play and it just doesn't work see and I'm not saying he, he's not a fault for the goal I thought he was but he's not it's a great strike well, nope. just touch on that dead quick because I've seen a lot of people criticise Jordan Pickford, and I, you know, you, I'm, I'm surprised you said that because you did say you thought. Yeah, he was I thought I've watched it. I've watched the back again, and, and he's, not, he's not. He's not. a fault for the goal, yeah. but this playing out from the back, he makes it harder than it should be. See, I'm not sure. I don't know whether I share that opinion. The reason I don't think it works is because of the of the opponents. Everyone knows that any team that plays off in the back against Liverpool, it does not work. Barcelona have done it. Better teams than us. Man City have done it. It doesn't work because Liverpool's game plan is all about getting out of the pitch and pressing with the front three. <coughs> and when you've got a back four, you try and play off the back. doesn't matter who you've got in defence. You're never going to get the ball out because what they do is they high up the pitch, they press on the people on the ball and then the midfield stop the out ball. So you've literally got no choice, but you can't even knock it long at that point. You can literally only put it out for a set piece. That's the, I don't necessarily think Pickford's a fault for it that much because I think yesterday, as good as he'd been, I think yeah, he was very slow on the ball as well and Sadibi was giving the ball away like it was going out of fashion. I felt Sadibi went wrong when he went right back. Yeah, I thought that was the wrong decision because I, especially with, I think, to be fair, when when I was sat on the ground yesterday, my dad said it was maybe because of the height advantage that Origi had over Coleman. But he sort of lost his position for me. So he doesn't know where he's playing now. And it's it's a difficult one to pin it on one single player like sort of like a Pickford. But for me, that's, that's me explaining 
as quickly as I can how Ancelotti read the game, but it didn't work because Liverpool, as we've seen, they've got a team that can adapt and that's what we haven't. So in-game, Liverpool can change from one system to another system. We can't. We're, we're so rigid in what we've got and that's how we lost the game because as soon as we went 1-0 down, I, I knew it was okay because they'll just keep the ball now 20 minutes because they can do that. They can just switch the ball side to side and keep the possession and then out of possession completely run you into the ground and that that's where we lost it. It was energy and quality, let's face it. Does Angelotti have to take blame or a portion of the blame then or is it, is it literally all on the players because I'll be honest with you I, I felt what you just said there when Sadibi went right back I felt we lost a little bit of internet, impetus we didn't have that attacking threat that we had in the first mm. half and certainly in the first half we had success in not just hoofing the ball long it was it was a mixture of you know long searching balls to Dominic Harvard Lewin's head as well as getting um, the ball in on the wings in, in behind and you could tell with some of the crosses that we were putting in the first half none of that happened in the second half. Did have a shot on goal, did we, in the second half? I can't remember. Did have a shot on target? Nothing of note, anyway. So was that, is that, because what minute did the CDB change? It, wasn't, it was it just was like be, mid. It was before the goal. It was about five minutes before the goal. Was it, yeah. About 65 yeah. minutes, I reckon. But even then, before that, we probably weren't looking like much of an attacking threat. We were letting them in the game, basically, when they should have been out of it at half time. For me. So does the chances take we a portion of the blame? Or is it literally all down on the players? I just, well, yeah, it is down on the players, because... He played the strongest team he possibly could yesterday. Probably, maybe you'd throw in Bernard, maybe, as instead of Walcott. But that team should be beating Liverpool's under-23s. Should be, we should be penetrating that back line. Let's, let's forget about tactics and all that for a minute now. That kind of goes out the window, or it should go out the window against any side of that inexperience what they put out yesterday we put out a team like I said we put out a team full of internationals and they played us off the park in the second half not so much in the first half the second half we were diabolical and shame on them all to be honest with you for being beaten by that beaten by that They're, Liverpool are a good side Liverpool Liverpool yesterday proved that they proved kind of what I've wanted Everton to prove for the last couple of seasons They've got a good youth setup. They've got a good cohesion between your under 18s to your under 23s. There's to a pathway, isn't it? All to yeah, the you know what I mean? There's a, there's, a path, there's a pathway. You know, our, our, our under 23 squads won the, the league twice on the bounce, am I right in saying? Two and three, two and three years, I think. None yeah. of them have come through. It's not good enough. They've obviously got a team, but well, there's no individuals. Well, well, kind of what you're saying is that. That team there played exactly how Liverpool have been playing for the yeah, last yeah, two, yeah, two or three yeah. years. So, quite does just because you're winning the league in the under 23s, under 19s, or whatever, that doesn't really matter. It, it's not really necessary at that age. Obviously, yeah, you want to win. Don't get me it's wrong, the, but, but it's the experience of learning how to play a certain way. So, yeah. so when the call comes, you're you can ready, fit into that. You're, you're ready to step up. Look, that Harvey Elliott. I thought he had a quiet, not a quiet game as such yesterday, but like a, he was effect, he was effective without being brilliant. You know, he gave Dean the run around. He did all the things right. He, he, he drew the fouls off Dean. Mm-hmm. He, he pulled a few corners. Pulled, pulled a few corners. He knew how to play. He, he ran, like you said, ball over the top, run into space, pushed, pressed the defend, pressed the defenders. Yeah, he did it. Divocchi did it. I mean, Divocchi, he's he's he's, a he's certainly team. not an under twenty three player. He's, he's a first team player though, but he doesn't play that often. But when he goes in that team, he knows exactly what he's doing. Good player. Him. The two fullbacks, um, the one who came on, I don't know his name. And, um, I've never even heard of him. That uh, is it, uh, Chiravella, the 
Chilabella. The right back. No, that was Williams. Oh, Jethro, Williams, Jethro Williams. Williams was the right back. Oh, something like that. Whoever yeah. it was, again, knew exactly what to do. And Everton proved. I, I would love to. Do you know what? We should play the arcades yesterday because I reckon they'd give them more of a bloody game. Mm. It's a good point, actually. The under 23s might. Yeah, it's probably a good shout. We were never going to do that, but, were we? But you can't blame. Carlo wants off to go. I don't think you can blame you know him at he, all. He's going, he's, I'll, I'll pay me for full, full strength team here. They've got me six points out of nine. <clears throat> Surely to God they've got to beat Liverpool under 23s. Because barring three players, four players, that's what it was. That defence needed, that defence was barely touched in that second half. It was disgusting. It reminded me of like the Wigan game. Um, well, even that was, wasn't a bad Wigan team because they ended up winning it, didn't they? I know they ended up winning it, but we should be playing that team off the park, though. Do you know what I mean? They went down that year. Let's let let let. They let's did, forget. but they, they went, beat City as well, they didn't went, they? They went down, mm. and I think there's a massive difference though between a, even a Premier League team's first team yeah. and the under twenty threes. You know what I mean? If we'd have played, yeah. if we'd have played yesterday away at well, Norwich and got beat one nil, you'd feel nowhere near as bad as this because we've been embarrassed. Whereas Norwich, you know, if we went away and got beat one nil, it'd be a terrible result, and we'd be like. That's a missed opportunity, but I don't think we'd lose as much sleep over it as this. This we've got to get this out of our system because this has got the bad. This has sort of got a chance to really eat away at us now if we don't bounce back with a win on Saturday. Mm. The, the thing with that is, though, I, I was actually going to say this before the Liverpool game. Um, I was going to tweet it and, and I didn't. I know I really wished that I, that I had. For one, I, I wish Liverpool had played the full strength team because obviously. I felt we were in a no-win situation, even if we'd won that game anyway. Agreed. You know, we've been humiliated <coughs> by the kids, but even if we'd won, it no would be like, cared. well, you'd only played the kids. I, I was saying to Rob before, I felt like, this is really stupid saying it now, but we would have had to have, um, for, for me to feel satisfied, and I know I'm not being picky because I know we've won, we haven't won a derby at Anfield in 20 odd years, but I wanted to win like four or five nil. And we, you know what I mean, just to feel satisfied that Klopp's tried to get one over us on us there, but we just smashed his team like Villa did basically. Yeah, yeah. We've just smashed his kids to bits, and that's the humiliation. It's not even like going out the cup or the defeated. It's just that, and that is what has frustrated me more than anything. That even if we'd won, even one nil, two one, we still probably wouldn't have felt satisfied. I wouldn't have been through. I would. I would have been satisfied with. I. I said to you before. Then I said that I took a draw. If that game would have ended nil nil, I wouldn't been happy. I wouldn't have but, took a draw. I would have. You no, know I didn't care because I, I just. I see. I've never seen Everton win at Anfield. I've been a couple of times at Anfield now, and it's never. It's never gone well for us. It's <laughs> to say going. the least. <laughs> to say the least. Like, but. Yeah, I just. I either took a draw, and I said this quite honestly and openly before the game because I thought we, you know, that team. I think we would have won that game completely if it was a Goodison. The problem we've got is sixty minutes into the game when the we haven't scored, we haven't taken the chances. Liverpool get a bit more confidence from the crowd. Jordan Pickford's getting jeered every time he touches the ball, and that's when Everton players collapse. History mm. tells you that's when that's when our so-called senior players bottle it essentially and. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what we do. We did it. We've done it every year at Anfield. It's always when we get rattled. If we'd have scored two in that first half, we would have probably won the game 4-5-0. or five nil. But the problem is, we let the game go on that long. That Liverpool grew in confidence. That, that's all. We let them into the game. And as we started pushing back, they started pushing forward or vice versa. 
and then that's it. Then as soon as they got in control of that game, for me it was it was inevitable what was going on. So I'd have I'd have took a draw yesterday. Obviously with hindsight, that would have been a great result. Because I always thought if we get them to Goodison, they'll probably play a similar team to that. Because let's face it, the fixtures are going to be just as congested then. Mm. And I'd have felt a lot more confident at Goodison because they wouldn't. You know, 60 minutes in, that game's a more level playing field. 60 minutes in around field, the crowd get behind and we start getting frustrated because we're expected to win. That's where it fell apart. And as soon as that goal went in, the game was over. There was no fight, nothing. As soon as that goal went in, you knew what was coming, 100%. I didn't even, I don't even think I, so I, I concentrated on the rest of us because I, I would raise the goal. Was it Martin Keown who was doing a punditry on BBC? He went, he went, you know, this Everton team now, I've got to show, show a bit of fight back and a bit of... And I, I was like, what fight back, mate? What, what, what Everton team have you watched in the last... That, that's gone behind? And it's not been a, been a long time, hasn't it? turned it round to a win. Just, I just think... Just get us to the end of the season now. Get us safe and get us to the end of the season and ship, ship half of these out. I mean, does it, does it prove then that, even with a new manager in charge, that obviously we know we've got issues, quality, attitude, mentality, whatever... The, the players that I followed, do you think Silva was harshly treated then in terms of how how things have gone? Because you, you've gone back and forth with Silva and the players and gone, <coughs> oh, the players' fault, it's Silva's fault. In, in, I don't think we beat Newcastle and Burnley the way we did if Silva's still there. That's just, my argument. We, we adapted. I'd say what, Marco Silva was, uh, sorry, was sacked after the Liverpool game. Ferguson had Chelsea, United and Arsenal, didn't he? And the cup game, didn't he? And the cup game. Take the cup game out of it. Let's just talk league for now. In each of them games, we adapted, didn't meet to the circumstance rather than just playing a certain way. Mm. The Chelsea game, we went 4-4-2 and no one expected us to go, get it up to the two front men and run them ragged as best you can and, and kick lumps out of them. The United game was a bit more controlled. It was... Keep the ball as best you can. And we'll try and set get, pieces. Get them on set pieces. Get them on set pieces. The Arsenal game, we tried to play it out from the back a little bit more than we tried to play. Because Ferguson. We were knackered as well. And we, we were knackered as well at that point. Burnley, Burnley are yard dogs. You know what I mean? They're, they're a team of six foot five mutants at the end of the day, aren't they? Basically. <laughs> and in the end, we were pumping balls into the box. and Because that was the only way we, we couldn't play around them because they had. 11 men behind a ball so we ended up pumping balls into the box and we scored from one the Newcastle game the way we played that game was more you know what we can play here we can play some nice stuff and we did I was impressed that we come so, not from behind but we come from one all to win the game yeah, that's so, what I liked so Marco Silva wasn't harshly treated he deserved to go because he would have never have adapted in them games to, to get to get them points that we got I agree with you. I just City, thought that that's yeah. the question. City, City, was a, City was a free pass for any manager. <laughs> Two it's one our, on paper is not bad, is it? You know what I mean? It's our, it's our place to go, City, and we were dead. You know, we were dead in our feet at that point. We were knackered. But then Sunday, yesterday, Christ, it's no excuse for any team to be beaten by a team field of the majority of youth. There's no excuse for it. And I feel like that's what we've we've sort of done here. We've sort of like said, well, why it went wrong. At the end of the day, they just didn't have the bottle in the fight, and that's 
that's all there is to it. Oh, the quality for me. I thought it was a quality thing as well. I don't think... See, I don't think it is. You know, do you I... not think Liverpool are in that game? Do you not think that... Did you come away from that game thinking, oh, we were the better team and we played really well and we were unlucky? No, I thought they played off the park second half. We First did... half, we, we, we got our game plan spot on, but second half, they adapted, we didn't, and they ran rings around us. If we win, if we win that midfield battle, we win that game. Oh, I agree with you there, but that's what I'm saying. That's where we and lost it's, it. In, it's and quality, but, 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 not just a fight. Wasn't down, but to me, it wasn't down to quality. It was purely down to, I'm better than you. I'm more experienced than you. I want to run rings around you. It wasn't down to, it wasn't that. It was It was down to sheer endeavour. That's my That's my take on it. It wasn't that. Do you not think if, if Walcott had passed the ball better in certain situations or crossed the ball better rather than just, you know, oh, I don't even know what some of the terms are. Is that not quality, though? Is that not down to quality? The two that I'm talking about, obviously. I know which one. I know which pass. I know which pass you're talking about. The one in the second half. Well, there was one in the first half, wasn't there? Where yeah, it, was, yeah. it was two on one, basically yeah. two on yeah. one, and all you need to do is kind of play it in front of the Liverpool player, and it's in. It was either Dominic Carvalho or Charleston's feet. Instead, I, I don't know what he does. He just kind of does this little flick. It's the worst pass I've ever seen. But this has been Theo Walcott's problem his entire career. He probably has got that in his locker to do it consistently. But that's why he's Everton, it, it's, But it's doing it consistently. That's always been his problem. That's why he's the most infuriating player in the world. Because he know, we know he can do it. He's played well this season at times. Well, well, there was well, another one in the second half, wasn't there, where the he probably could have played Moise Keane in and he just did it far too long. What is that? Is that, is that mentality? Is that just quality, concentration? Quality. The concentration could come it's into con- it. It's concentration. It's, it's, it's nervousness, you know, hitting it, you know... Too long, not not hard enough. You know what I mean? It, it's a, there's a fine there's a fine line between. I'm at the that, point now as well. I don't even think it's like down to like. I just think it's down to. I'll just I can just get, I'm, I'm earning a wage here. I'm I'm done. There's a few players in that squad who fall under that category, and he's one of them. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't he's see. I know what you're saying. There's a lot of passengers in that squad who are just have to paycheck. I'd more allude to maybe a Morgan Snyder for that than Theo. I don't think Theo Walcott's attitude's ever really been questioned. I'm not saying he's got the quality because he hasn't. I think I think he I think he knows we've got a fully fit team. He ain't in that team. See, do you not think though? I think Theo Walcott wants to play football. I think that's why he comes to Everton. Don't let's not be under any illusions. Yeah, we're paying him a good wedge. Arsenal will have been paying him a good wedge and he certainly had enough years left in his contract if he wants to stay there. He's he's come to Everton to play and I I I can criticise the lad's quality till the cars come because he has not been good enough and we've seen why really is it Everton or not top club because he's inconsistent but I don't I don't think there are players in that squad especially on the pitch yesterday where their attitude needs addressing and needs to get out the club straight away like I say I'd allude to Snyder possibly even Sigurds in the way he's going but I don't know yet but for me Walcott he hasn't got the quality but I don't know whether I want to start questioning his attitude because you know he, he, yesterday he, you're not questioning his attitude no, not well. Oh, come on, mate. No, because I don't. He's not not worked, though, is he? I know he's not at the quality, but he's not not worked hard. The old cost isn't like standing round looking at the floor. He was working hard and he got dragged off, and that that was it. He wasn't a passenger. And that he, Morgan Snyderlin and Sigurdsson in the middle of that midfield were passengers. They didn't work hard enough and they didn't have the quality to match. The old Walcott didn't have the quality, but first half especially, he was trying his best to get in behind their defence and probably the only player in that team who did. So yes, second half is influence waned because we didn't have hold of the ball, but I don't think it's fair to start saying about the old that he's never tried and all that because I don't think that's true. I think he does want to play football and I think, you know, as much as he is lacking in quality, I don't think it's fair to start... Of, of, of all people, him 
compared to the rest of them oh, to start calling up. I pick on Schneidlin and Sigurdsson. Yeah, but they, I think they're worse. I don't think Walcott... I don't think Walcott... I think if we're going to start making like the likes of Walcott and uh, people mentioned Charlton, if we're going to start making those two the problem, then we're shooting ourselves in the foot because the problem is in the middle of that midfield. Yes, that was the only thing. The defence didn't defend terribly. The attack... Okay, missed a couple of chances. They should have done better in the first half, but didn't completely fluff the line. It was the midfield that lost that game. End of. You lose the midfield away at Anfield, you lose the match, and that's it. I question them two attitude all day long, but I don't think I want to rip into the rest of them for giving up that easy. Because although there's maybe four or five in that team that did, I don't think Theo Walcott's one of them, to be honest. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I mean, 15, 20 minutes of the first half, we did have clear cut <coughs> chances, didn't we? So, you know, we take them, you you would fully expect us to go on and win the game, surely. I'm not saying we would have gone yeah. between 4 or 5 nil, but, you know, you know, 3-1, 4-2, something like that, you know, a bit of a goal fest. You know, you can't say why didn't we take those chances. We just didn't take the chances because... They were straight at Adrian, basically. Mm. That's what we That's didn't what work. We didn't. We worked to keep it. We didn't even work to keep it. We just did them straight at him. But it is. It's but it's all ifs and buts in it. At the end of the day, though, we bottled it again, and we've we've, you know, we could have been three or four up in the first half quite easily. You know, Holgate. I think was probably the more Holgate and the Charleston probably had the two real real clear cut chances, didn't he? Like, yeah. you know, I'd argue. Um, Walcott's probably would have got choked off for handball because with VAR, I, I, I didn't. I haven't seen the game back. Yeah, to be honest. it touches his hand in a box, and um, surprised didn't go in then. <laughs> and then the other chances probably weren't as clear cut. But you know, it, you are saying it's, it is. You're right. It's it's a different game. But what got said at half time, that attitude they come out with every single one of them, not just certain individuals it probably obviously you don't know and I think I'd say he was getting a good buy at the minute as well and he's been awful all season Luca Dean Luca Dean yeah he's been awful all season and I tried to back him up earlier on in the season saying oh he's not copping hard in front of him but good players play well anyway I I agree with you on that and I think Dean has been poor um, but I do this is an excuse but I think it's a valid excuse you do need a good left-sided player to play in front of you if you're an attack on fullback, don't you? Oh, I'm not. Dis- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But he's got. We, a, he had Charleston there yesterday for after game. I just. I just don't think Richarlison's a winger though. No. I, I, I striker, he's a striker. He's a goal scorer. Get him into that. Got you know that danger zone. And mm. you know, I've heard people who would disagree with completely and say, no, he's not. He needs to be. You know, on the wing. I just think get him in the danger area and he will score you goals. Get him in that box. I think that's why he's, he's played so well with Carver-Lewin since yeah. it's been a, off you know, a bit of a 4-4-2. Four, yeah. four, in terms of Dean, you can't help but say he has been poor. Mm. Look at Leighton Baines, come on and, um, you know, had a couple of starts over the past couple of weeks and he's probably been shown a bit more than yeah. what Luca Dean has the past couple of weeks. I mean, in terms of what Carlo has got to do now, it's he's, he's had four games, hasn't he? You know, one, two, probably a roller coaster. Of ten days as well. You know, it's yeah. a lot of football. It's a good it? point, yeah. And in this press conference, um, before the city game, I think it was. You know, he's, he's basically basically said, "Listen, I've had one, two, I think, training sessions." He hasn't yeah. had a full week with him yet, has he? Yeah. No. This is the this will be the first four weeks he's had. Yeah. It? So you know, obviously, he probably had a couple of training sessions for the Liverpool game, but the the point that I was gonna I was gonna make earlier was I think under Carlo. 
we will win the games that we're, we're supposed to win. Yeah, that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We'll be organised enough and we'll probably have just enough to break them down. Enough quality do to, think, to do that. All right, then. That's, that's what I was meant to say before the Liverpool game. That's what I was going to tweet. I, I fully expect, <clears> regardless of the team, what Liverpool played, we would have got beat there regardless. And then we probably will beat Brighton on Saturday. All right, then. Hypothetically, then, you're saying there we should beat the teams we're supposed, we're supposed to beat. I mean, I'm not going to okay. say we're going to do everyone. Once, but he's I, got to, once he's got time. Let's say this is the fourth round of the FA Cup, not the third. And he's had time with them. What, against Liverpool? Yeah. Do we still... do? What happens? Probably still lose. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. easy. It's easy we, to say that we, in it, but but we probably get beat against Liverpool anyway because it's Liverpool. But if they're playing the team they played yesterday, I tell you about. Tell you what, mate. Any Premier, any Premier League team at full strength, like we were yesterday, or as full strength as they possibly can, comes up against that Liverpool team that was fielded yesterday. Yeah. They win that game comfortably. No, I agree. I agree. Right? Why? What? what what's What's different with us? Well, you know, we've, we've just talked about the yeah. reasons why we didn't win the game. We didn't take our chances early on. Um, you know, once we didn't take our chances, Liverpool grew into the game. They had that Origi chance, which even it had gone in, <coughs> it kind of spared them on a little bit. In a way, it probably would have been better that that had gone in. And VAR would have chalked that out, and Liverpool would have been that the fans would have been a bit <laughs> deflated because, in a way, that chance we just left them back in the game. It, I, I think that spared them on a little bit. <laughs> and in the second half, you know, you don't know what Carlo said. There did seem to be a bit of a, a change in how we played, and it, it didn't seem to work. Then Sadibi went off. Um, sorry, Sadibi was changed. Coleman went off, didn't he? And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's you know, all goals are preventable. Don't get me wrong, but. Once he's got that ball, it's it's a good goal. It's a very very good goal, and you know individually, you can pick out players. But look at Morden Snadlin lying so, on the floor. I was going to say that's, that's what you were going to say. Like picking somebody out individually. There, going back to like the discussion me and Rob had there. That's one player who I definitely would, you know, get the pitchforks and the knives out for because that was shocking. I've seen. Have you seen the video where he's like? Where they've just focused on Morgan Side. First of all, he goes down from a innocuous challenge. It did look like then he, he seemed like he was a bit hurt, but I'm not. But he, he gets the f- the for me, he just he gets, gets touched, and then he gets he gets back up quick enough. Motion, slow motion, slow yeah. motion. He, and gets he just up. doesn't yeah. chase the man down. If he's not on the floor rolling around and he stood there, he blocks that shot. The shot doesn't get in. There's three in. men in front of Jones. I mean, who, who signed that? Was Kuman who signed Kuman, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. You know, he played well for the first <coughs> six, seven. Maybe eight months of his Everton career. He was great in that the end, the back end of that season. Yeah, yeah. and then Kuman gets get gets the push, and ever since then he's just been. I think it started before Kuman got sacked. Though. I think that's when it, it was already started by then. To be fair, and I just think the lad's just happy. You could sit him in front of the best sports psychologist in the world, and he just and, he and he tell you he just go, okay, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll go and try my best and I'll earn my money. He, he, people like him can't be saved. Mm. People like to be honest with you. People like Gilfie Sigurdsson can't be saved anymore. I think he's at that that point now. At least with Sigurdsson, though, I'm not trying to defend him, but at least he's got that bit of quality to to do something and to create. Yeah, something. he could probably come on it like he did against um, West, West Ham. West Ham, he could probably come on and win you the game. Yeah, Snadland has got. No I don't know what he, I don't know what he does. I don't know what is. It's he's, he's not a good like, tackler. He's, he's like not a cherry. good passer. He's like the cherry on top of the cake. Anyway, you know, if but you need someone cherry, to, to shore, <laughs> well, I know, but if you need if you need someone to shore up a game. 
he'll, yeah. he'll be tidy. He, he won't exert himself. Mm. I don't he, even think I'll bring him on to shore up a game, no. I'd rather bring someone like Davis on who run around try and win the ball back. No, he's just a passenger. He wouldn't pass it more than 10 yards. It's a passenger. Easy passages. Like we've said in the past, I bet you his stats, passing stats are quite high because it's just simple. It's it's not like... Innocuous passes just yeah. round, round to play in front from two yards. What, Still, made, what made me laugh yesterday was like people were saying, <coughs> oh, that's a, that's a few players last, you know, last ever game for Everton. It's not won't be at all because we can't. And they're saying, "Oh, we play." I see it's the last ever game. So unless we go out and buy two central midfielders now to cover us till the end of the year, at least on loan or whatever, then you know, great. It, it might it might well be their last game. But on the flip side of that, if we don't get anyone in, there's obviously no trust there between. The first team in the under twenty three used to throw some of the kids in. Is that? It's got to be someone. So there's hasn't got it? there's there's, there's you, there, Gordon's we're, really. We're the stuck only with one. these until until J, you know like say JP Gabamon and, and Andre Gomez are fit. You won't see Andre Gomez till next season. Let's 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 be perfectly honest with if, that. Yeah. You know, Gabamon. You know, they've missed like, like, like the Scarlet Pimpernel at the minute, and he's nowhere to be seen. People mm. said January. It's, you know, we're in, we're coming up. To I don't think we'll see. I, you know what? I reckon it'll be March, April before you see him you starting. Know, so you stuck you stuck with this midfield now. So you, for me. What I'd be doing is I'd I'd entrust Michael Keane to go next to Mina because if you stick Holgate in that midfield, you'll get the protection that you need. Mm-hmm. And then when he's fit again, if he can play him through the middle, Awobi, because that's where Awobi's effective. Stick him out wide, he's useless. He's probably yeah. about as effective as Walcott out wide, useless. Yeah. And then, th- for me, that's got to be your new midfield because Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson just... Finished, then. It's just done. It draw the line on them and gone. Brighton will turn up on on Saturday and be like, "Oh, get him! We're playing it against these two crabs," and they walk right through us. Mm. Do you think they'll play two of them? No, I don't think. I, I think you bring Tom Davis back. I in. think Davis will go back and put him forth. I think Sigurdsson will stay in the team. I, I think Hoggins <coughs> in the middle is a is a great shout. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, like you said, he he's calm and collected. He's on the good ball. on he's the ball. Quite classy. Yeah, isn't he? he's, he's very good, good on, on the ball. ball. And do you know what? He's a snide. Yeah. yeah, he'll put he'll stick a foot in if he needs to. I mean, forgetting Delph here actually, aren't we? But uh, we, we spoke but about thing, him off here. But, 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 but the thing is, oh, Delph, I don't even trust him to be turn up match fit. Rather, never mind play actual play an actual game of football. So I don't even consider him. I don't even think when he's fit, he's done enough. For I, was I, think he's poor. I was astounded against um, against Burnley when he completed ninety minutes. Not like not Burnley, Newcastle. He completed ninety minutes against Newcastle. I think he came on no, no, against Newcastle. On. It was the Burnley was game. Burnley I think, I think played, it might have been the Burnley game. He came on Burnley. Against it's like Newcastle. bloody hell, mate. Are you all right? No, it's uh, well. If, he wasn't, was he? <laughs> if, if the rumours are to be believed, he barely trains because of yeah. his injuries. Why did we spend eight million and hundred grand a week on him? And that that's well, we another blame, transfer. Can't blame Carlo for that, can we? You know, no, so, no. I'm blaming the I, club. I'd love, doing to, that. I'd love to see if we put, if we pull in midfielders now between now and the end of January. I think they're going to be completely different. Look, but ilk from what yeah, we're used to in terms of style I think we might even look look for someone a bit who's good on the ball going forward and you know what someone who's like someone who's just like a little pitbull like a little, just a gay was do we need to be careful in this January transfer window that it's not just another short term fix though because yeah, we're kind of absolutely back, like, going in circles again Mate, where I, I the Tosin Walcott uh, transfer I played window. the low market 
Yeah, I agree. Give them six month deal, six month loan deals. Yeah. Option to buy with an option to but buy. Unless, it, unless Angelotti thinks this guy is the right guy. I, yeah, absolutely. Me personally, I absolutely, wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't spend any money. I trust him to bring a decent midfield. He, he, he's not. He was a midfield himself as well. Wasn't he? He's not. He's got enough about him, Angelotti. Forget brands. Forget any other scout. He's got enough about him to know. If he's buying a decent midfielder, surely. I can't think that Ancelotti yeah. is going to bring in someone in midfield who's like a fish out of water. You've got to, you've got to trust him to bring a central midfielder in. Who's, who's got the calibre to be ready. That's I think we need someone, yeah. like you say, someone horrible in the middle of midfield who's like a proper, a not so much a yard dog, but somebody, you know what, and I hate this comparison because I hate him, but a much younger version of Mark Noble for West Ham. A leader in the middle of midfield. <laughs> you know what, mean, yeah. I hate him, but like the middle of midfield, someone who Good will... Quality, though. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, we just need someone in the middle of midfield who will grab the game by the scruff of his neck is what I'm trying to get to. And I think that's what they'll be looking to do, whether or not they'll do it's another thing. Do you think Angelotti now realises the task at hand? I think he did oh, anyway. I think he knew anyway, yeah. I think I think he knew watching that City game. If you, I, I mean, watching that City game, the commentator kept saying, Carlo Ancelotti, you can't see him on, the, on your screen, but he's on the touchline absolutely berating his players, putting his hands up all the time as if say, what have you done that for? I think he knows full well. I think he I think he knew full well seeing the injury list we had when he first came in. That's what I mean. Like you do you think his, his mindset's changed from when we first I think we first uh, come in. I think I think the next couple of weeks could be quite telling because these are the first full two weeks he's got with them. He'll have them training every day. He's got Brighton on Saturday. Two winnable games. He's got Brighton on Saturday, and then I can't remember. West Ham away, then Newcastle at home in, in 10 yeah. days, because we've got a midweek one. You know, so... But they're winnable games. They're games that you... At least the home ones that you'd expect to win. Expect to win, yeah. Absolutely. Def- and he's got to manage yeah. that expectation, being, the, you know, whatever, 170 grand a week he's on. That's... I, I, again, I'm not having to go Carlo Ancelotti, because I'm amazed we've even got him. But the point I'm making is, yeah, they're on paper winnable games, but that's where you're in your crust, and that's... He's got to manage that expectation. I don't feel bad putting that expectation on him. I want, to be fair, I want seven points. I don't want to go to West Ham and get beat by David Moyes either. I want at least a point. And at the end of the day, you know, the league's, we're, we're sitting 10th or something. We're now, four points we? off fifth or something, are we? But obviously, relegation wise, you don't want to be looking down, you want to be looking up. But Absolutely. You still need to pick points up. And this, this is vital over the next couple of weeks now to keep this season alive. There's, isn't three, it? Winnable ga- like, there's three winnable games coming up where, where we can really c- cement our position away from. The wrong end of the table take us into the 30 point 30 35 point mark. Defo, yeah. plus you can chase the pack at your it's mad to say we're out both club competitions but this season it's not a write-off yet at least you know league position not the league it's not impossible for Europe, you know, we, could still, we could still gain a european place but you know let's just take it game by game now and try and build what we can for next yeah. season yeah. but, but uh, like blood some of the young players like like the likes of nylon sigerson we've discussed at length just scrapping now because if we're in a position where we're not desperate to try and stay up, try and blood some of the youngsters in or even a couple of loan players and see how they get on. Mm. Well, obviously, because we're out of both cup competitions now, there's going to be over the next couple of months, you know, extended breaks, isn't there? Because Definitely. there's weekends. Bring it on. Free weekends. I'm sure we've only got like four, three, four home games over the next like three months or something like that. So, something, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, we've got. Played Brighton. Christmas was last month. I think I think the latter end of February oh, and into March. I don't think there's a lot going on. No. I think it's because um, there's international breaks in there as well. Yeah, but one thing that's good is that the FA Cup fifth round is midweek. Is it? I'm sure I've I've read that. Is it's it? a midweek. Yeah, I'm oh, sure right. that's right. So that you so you're not going to have a week off 
a week a weekend off then basically. Yeah. Oh, that's just a and Norwich still in the cup. <laughs> Most uh, teams are still in the cup though, aren't they? We're just Norwich. Out. Did they go through? No, because yeah, we play Norwich. Down. We play Norwich on a scheduled um, FA Cup date. So whether they're still in the cup, that might get oh, rearranged. Right, so right, right. They'll mean? probably draw Liverpool next round and beat them. So it's all right, <laughs> still be safe. But like I said, there's going to be extended breaks. So is that a positive in terms of? Angelotti's going to be able to get his instructions and message across to the players because you're going to be able to spend a bit more time on the training ground. And our sanity as well, to make that point. Um, yeah, he needs as much time as he can get. You know, every manager always... I think it's quite telling, sorry, that all managers always say it's important at starting to get a good pre-season. And managers speak a lot about mm. that all the time, which must mean the time with the players off the pitch is beneficial. I mean, I think we saw it with Silva last season. Again, I'm not going back to that because look how it all ended in eventually but we had that break didn't we that 14 day break or 17 day break and we come back and went on a winning run because he obviously somehow got their heads together during that period and you've got to trust that time alone off the pitch as a squad with someone like Ancelotti will benefit them both short term and long term but you know it's it's just a sorry state to be in that we're looking at gaps in the team so that we can cement I don't know an 11th place finish you know what I mean I think yeah I Ancelotti's brief really now is, isn't it? Look, just see. I think it really it's see it out to the end of the season, finish as high as you can, clean shoot. and then you've got a, you've got a clean slate in the summer. We can plan between January and May, or probably be after the Euros before you sign anyone, really, wouldn't it? Really, is it? No, sorry, is it the Euros are welcome. It is. Euros, 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 sorry, yeah, it's Euros, isn't it? Yeah, that's another hindrance, though, isn't it? Because people come back late. But saying that, though, you know. Everyone's got to deal with it, haven't they? <laughs> how many how many of our players are going to actually deserve a call? Only the goalie in a Pickford. That's probably Do you know what I mean? It, it's you know, and then he, and then and then we go again then with players that he wants and he signed and he you know don't forget there's another clear out coming in terms of and I'm not just saying people players are going to sell players who are out of contract yeah as well who are just going to disappear which is great yeah Martina you know it gets them off the wage bill so it's a clean slate in the summer but. It's just, again, we've sat here, it's another wasted, wasted opportunity, you know? That's what it feels like. It just feels as though, just, yeah, it's just a massive missed opportunity. It's another year that we're not good. We only get two chances for Sophie and we've blown them both this both, year. Both, yeah. You know, I don't, okay, Leicester's a tough draw going back to December, but we were a penalty shootout away there from a two-legged game against Aston Villa, who, I, I'm not even going to say we should be because we'd have probably got beat, like, but, you know, <laughs> the, the way we've gone about our business. But I just want to see more green shoots. I want to see... A bit like last season, really. The season was sort of gone, wasn't it, by February? But at least a few good performances and the young players like the Charles and coming through. It gives us a bit of optimism going into summer. And that's, unfortunately, that's the best case scenario going into next season. Being excited about the next season rather than dreading it. And then, it. But, but then, but then <coughs> getting getting into that new season and actually taking that next step like we thought we were going to this year. Well, that's where we always yeah, fall apart, isn't what, it? That's but, the key part, isn't it? That's what... We still enjoy me all these. It is depressing, is it? When you when you look at it, we've literally just come into a new year, two twenty twenty. Lost three games. No, but <laughs> up to so. But in terms of actually being able to win a cup, we've got to wait another at least another eighteen months. months. Eighteen months. For, well, for, you can't, for, Carabao Cup. You're playing in February. Yeah, yeah. We've got to go through Christmas, and we again yeah. we've got to go through <laughs> we've got to go through New Year again before we can even think about lifting see, a trophy. See, again, it's all, it's all, it's like therapy, this, isn't it? It's all like, hi, it's, it's hindsight. <laughs> it does make it? you feel better, I think, talking uh, about yeah, it. If, if our league, you know what, right, if we're sitting now, if we were sitting now in Wolves' position in the league, and out of both cup competitions, I don't think we'd be so, 
We're only five points away from Wolves. Don't know about it. Do you know they've got a game in hand. I know, but we're only four or five points off being sucked right back. No, into, no, this is what I was yeah. saying before. So, but we've got three cups. winnable games, surely. Yeah, or at least two winnable, two games you'd expect to win. And yeah, would you take a draw against West Ham? And if we win the other two, looking at Ed. Mm. Yeah, a David Moyes West Ham away. We... Only if we win the other two, but if we draw one of the others, it cancel out your score. It's, it's got to be a minimum of seven points. For me, it's got to be. Yeah. Just, just if anything, I think Everton knows it. Because then it's a break, isn't it, for the FA Cup on that last weekend in January, and then I think it's Watford. Um, it's Watford away, yeah. On the third. But yeah, I just feel like Everton knows something, to be honest. I think Everton, you know, owes them seven points. Yeah, if we, in any other world, I'd probably say six points would be enough. And I don't mind, even if we somehow get beat at West Ham, but you know what? Then players always, and if they don't give us seven points, I've got no. I'm got to have any more love for them. Well, the old, then, then we've, you know what I mean. It's, it's just that's as far as it goes. That's the. Ex, it's not the expectation of a normal Everton team, but I think they always want to be honest. So they certainly always a performance and a, a win against Brighton on their Saturday. It's going to be a good one, isn't it? You're not going to ask me for a prediction, are you? No, we're not going to go into that too much, but we will. <laughs> I, say. I think we've we've talked enough, haven't we? Now I think we can that's... call an end to the podcast there. Have you had enough therapy for today, Rob? No. I think I might need a few more sessions, like, but I can wait. <laughs> I think Everton players could do with coming in here, actually. Hey, that'd be good. You know, get the Everton players to sit in here while recording. Just let us just berate them. I'd that'd have to. be good. Do you know what? I need security like, uh, to hold you two back. Do you remember that thing years ago? Uh, it was when, it was like a West Ham. Harry Redknapp was still managing West Ham going off on a tangent here. And they had, like, the manager, the owner at the time, and, like, a, a few players. And this fella proper tears into Frank Lampard. Like a young Frank Lampard. Oh yeah, he looked silly, he, didn't he? <laughs> saying he's not, saying he wasn't good enough, saying he blah blah blah. And Is this where Redknapp said he's going to be the best player in the world or something? Or, or something in, along those lines, you know. He said no, he's he's one of the best midfielders I've got. Things like that. Imagine doing that with the Evans squad; it'd be it'd be horrible. They'd probably like go on strike. You just see a glass, like that. a glass go right across the uh, the you know across the table to some of the players. It's, it's just. just they should sit here and just listen to us just rant on of them. Well, I reckon that'd be good. high security if they were going to come in to hold you two back. <laughs> no, to, to hold them back from us after what we say to them. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll call it a day there. Um, like I say, I think we've had enough therapy for one day. Merry Obviously, Christmas. Very disappointing start to the to the new year, to the new decade. Typical Everton. Uh, but Ben, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. And Cheers, Rob, mate. Thank you for coming on. Worries, Paul. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.